Welcome back. It is episode 22 of Conversations with Love. Very excited after my previous interview heading to the west coast of Canada, moving out to Thrash Wrestling. We're going to move a little bit back to the east. I'm very excited now to be joined by PCW Canadian champion Jay Walker. Jay, very excited to have you on here. Thanks for joining me on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on here. This is awesome. Looking forward to it. Anytime. Anytime I have someone who's been out to PCW on there, it's always a good time. You guys are a hell of a people out there in Winnipeg. It's great to have you on. I want to talk a little bit about your last match. You recently wrestled a guy who was on the show, actually the first person that I talked to ever from PCW, wrestling Leo London for your Canadian Championship at any way you want it. For those who aren't really familiar with like all of the layers to it, because I love the story that you guys told going into it. Um, just give a little bit of background on it and, uh, how did the match go? Oh, uh, long story short, uh, I just recently won the Canadian championship and it's my fourth reign. I've broken the records. I've held it the most times. I've held it the most days. So instead of trying to make it all about me, I wanted to make it all about, uh, people on the roster who maybe haven't had a fair shake or haven't had the right opportunity. So I was offering challenges to anyone who felt like they were ready to step up and give them a platform to really showcase their skills. And the first opportunity I gave was to Leo London, who has been a friend of mine for many years over PCW, and we haven't had too much of a chance to mix it up in the ring because I'm a single star, and he's a tag team wrestler. Mm -hmm. So I presented the opportunity, and he was a little hesitant because he's just recently gone through, uh, I would say, a huge breakup with a friend of his, Alex Vanna. They were part of this faction called the Gentleman's Club, and he didn't want to get in the ring with a friend and possibly potentially hurt another friendship along the way. But that happens in wrestling. And I uh, did a, had to do a little bit of coaxing and convincing, and eventually he agreed to the contest. And uh, the match, went well? The match itself, yes. Uh, the match itself was interesting. Um, and you, you can watch this. I got a weekly uh, YouTube vlog you can check out, and uh, it's called Unhacked. But it really breaks down like you said, all the different layers of, of story throughout the match. And it's, it's just something we're very proud of, and it's something that I pride myself on is, is the stories in the ring. Because moves are exciting and moves matter. But overall, I think it's a story that always hooks and, and invests fans, and that's definitely what hooked me as a kid. So I really pride myself. And, and the layers of story that came out through this match – um, he really needed to win this match. He he really wanted that Canadian championship to pursue uh, the man who betrayed him and Alex Vanna because Alex Vanna's gunning for the Canadian championship. Uh, so this was a, a big must-win situation for him. But at the same time, being my first title defense, you know, I didn't want to give it up that easy. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on Unhacked in a little bit here, but for a lot of people here in Edmonton who are, you know, all six of them who listen to my podcast, tell them a little <laughs> bit about who Jay Walker is. What do you like as a wrestler? How would you sort of describe yourself in the ring? Uh, so, uh, name's Jay Walker. I started out as the social media superstar, and I've slowly evolved into this different, uh, almost persona of mine. This, uh, I would say, a little bit darker uh, character known as the glitch in the system. Social media is something I've always believed in, and I've always pushed for. Even when starting out, I was a referee. And I was sitting there trying to make YouTube videos, trying to figure out how to get more attention, how to be able to translate more of my story to the audience so they understand who I am and what I'm about. Mm -hmm. Um, 
as a wrestler growing up, my inspirations were always like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and guys like that, the younger, smaller guys who kind of were in the big man's world. And that really um, carried with me through starting out. But the more and more I got into it and more of the trials and tribulations of pro wrestling and the damage it does to your body, I've had all my teeth broken. I've really been put through the ringer with some really big guys in the ring. Uh, I started to relate more to Mick Foley and guys like that who have really had their bodies tested and uh, just put and, it lightly. Like, yeah, no, it, uh, <laughs> that just connected with me all of a sudden. And I realized as a kid, like, you know, those guys really uh, just, they stand the test of time. They're very memorable. And so I started to mold myself. I realized that I wasn't the most athletic guy in the ring, like a Sean or a Brett, but I, I, I had to, I developed over time, this high threshold, of pain and was willing to take myself to some much uh, bigger limits than most guys were willing to do on some small independent wrestling shows. And that's where the glitch in the system sort of evolved from. And it's taken me uh, from, you know, trying to emulate my heroes to out of a necessity, having to take it to a much more violent level than, uh, than I ever thought I would be able to do. It's a little bit of a flavor of everything, and I really, really enjoy that about your wrestling style. You mentioned you started out as a referee, though. Was that just out of necessity to get into the business, or was it, I just want to do this to get a flavor for it, and maybe that's as far as I'll go? Yeah, no, so I uh, I would have started in PCW, I believe it was 2006 or seven. I can't remember now, uh, but there was just no training available. The trainer had left actually for Mexico because he had opportunities out there, so there was no training available to me, but I had found PCW. I had found local wrestling, and I just had to get my hands on it. I had to get involved in this world, so uh, yeah, I just started out carrying jackets and refereeing every little job I could. Uh, just to get my foot in the door and start building relationships. And uh, I think I had to referee for about six years before finally the first opportunity presented itself to get in the ring. That long? Yeah. That's insane. How did you finally get into training to be a professional wrestler then? It's such a crazy story. Uh, I was grinding it out. I was refereeing. I was always the I always prided myself, and I learned this from watching, I think, WWF back in the day with uh, Stone Cold walking in the building. GR would always say, you know, he's the first guy to show up and the last guy to leave. So I always made that my mission, even at a young age, was like, I want to be remembered as that guy who put in the work. So I was grinding, setting up the ring, sometimes by myself, taking it down, sometimes by myself, uh, and just really showing that I wanted to be there and that I belonged, despite being, you know, 130 pounds or whatever it was at the time. Uh, so Fast forward six years, and uh, there's starting to be some young talent coming in from, say, uh, Lance Storm's Wrestling Academy by the name of Scott Justice. I, I guess I could put his name over. Mm -hmm. uh, might be familiar to you out in Edmonton there. Absolutely. But, uh, we had actually been friends since 2003 just through internet wrestling forums, and he moved from Australia to Calgary to get his training. And then the plan was he'd come to Winnipeg and we'd work together. But there was no training available to me and I couldn't make the commitment to go out to Calgary to get trained. So uh, he eventually made his way here and just putting in my time and having a little bit of a, a, a hand on the ear of the wrestling promoter, uh, Andrew Shawcross, he decided to uh, trust Scott Justice and myself with a wrestling match and it was only supposed to be me laying down i was his manager now at the time i was only supposed to lay down in a tournament and then let him get an easy advance to uh, to the next round mm -hmm. but 
we instead decided that we were going to showcase what I was capable of despite the lack of training. And we went like a solid 10 minutes in the ring. Holy and, shit. Uh, we got to the back. Uh, he wasn't too pleased with the amount of time we put in, but I think it, it was something that we absolutely needed to do just for myself. Otherwise, you know, I, I just would have maybe floundered in the same position. Uh, and then fast forward a couple months later, and uh, PCW is Kenny Omega's home promotion, just yeah. in case anybody doesn't know that. It's where he really kind of made a name for himself locally. And uh, all of a sudden, I get an email from Andrew Shawcross, the promoter, saying, what do you think about a match with Kenny Omega? And I've only had that one match, mind you, untrained. And this is and, only six months in regardless. Right, right. So uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny said he wants to work you. And I'm thinking... Okay, let's do it, right? <laughs> I, I'd be pretty bummed out if I would have said no. All you must have ago. been pretty impressive in that one match. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> that. But I, I, Kenny uh, was already working in DDT in Japan at the time, uh, okay. sporadically. So he just needed somebody kind of, you know, easy to work with uh, that can listen well. And uh, yeah, I did it. And it, it wasn't a very long match or anything like that. But Kenny was impressed and gave... Uh, Andrew the thumbs up and said, this kid can do it. And You've got that, the thumbs up from Kenny Omega after your second match. I don't think anybody right. I've had on this show can lay claim to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, he said uh, he, he gave a lot of praise and said, uh, this kid's ready to go. So after that, it was just kind of a learn-as-you-go-in-the-ring situation. Uh, so I had a few matches there and just, yeah, kind of picked it up as I went and just really loved it. I always watched guys planning, you know, planning stuff in the back or working on things. And I was always eager to get in there. So it, it, uh, it just sort of came naturally. Was there a moment, obviously wrestling Kenny Omega that early and having him put you over has got to be a bit of like a, a proverbial pat on the back. But have you had a moment yet where you've sort of had a, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I've, I've got this. I am now a professional wrestler. Um, yeah, uh, quite a few years ago, I, that match with Kenny, I'm trying to think of my timelines here and it's going to be terrible. But I would, I can't think of the exact time, but, uh, yeah, since then I've really had a chance to just, uh, learn what I'm really good at and especially not having the training, just being able to hide your, your flaws and just kind of work on them, you know, behind the scenes. I, I've really just, uh, especially as a heel, just really developed, you know, strong character work, strong promos, and, and bring it in the ring at a level that I'm very comfortable with. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's a learning curve always in wrestling. You can never not learn something new, and uh, it, it's always fun to learn new things. But overall, I would say I, I for the past few years, I've really felt like I, I'm really coming into my zone here. Do you remember what made you fall in love with professional wrestling initially? Oh, 100%. Um, we have a restaurant uh, that my family owned, and we would rent out VHS tapes through the front of the restaurant. That's dating myself a little bit there. But, um, <laughs> uh, every now and then, he would pick up the Coliseum video uh, classics, and uh, we would put posters up as well to advertise what was in store. And the WrestleMania six poster was there, the classic one with Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior with, with the lightning going on in the background and the stars. Yep. And... I just looked at that and says, I got to watch that, you know? So I popped in the tape. It would have been WrestleMania six. And I was hooked from there at, uh, you know, three or four years old, whatever I would have been at the time. And I've watched it, uh, ad nauseum since. <laughs> 
it's your favorite pay-per-view would you say or is it just the nostalgia behind it uh i would say there's a lot of nostalgia behind it but there are definitely some classics on there that i i love watching i would say my favorite pay-per-view of all time and it's we had the vhs as well for it and i watched it religiously probably three times a week for a decade and that's the 1996 king of the ring where stone cold won it very cool that's insane you must have worn that thing out bought new ones four or five times <laughs> it's it, it, it's scary to this day i can still do a lot of the commentary like word for word while watching like, it's so cool in my skull now do you have a favorite match on the pay-per-view? Uh, there's a few. Uh, the main event was Shawn Michaels against the British Bulldog. That's just miles apart from what everything else was going on in 1996. Um, the one that stands out the most, and of course this relates to my character, is Undertaker and Mankind. It was the first time they ever touched, and it was on pay-per-view. And uh, it was a different level of brutality you'd never seen in WWF at the time. And it's just something that really drew me in and made me want to see more. It's tough to pick a favorite wrestler, but would you say, mentioning Mankind a couple of times, Mick Foley, is he your favorite? Uh, he never was growing up. It's so funny really? how that works. Yeah, but looking back, he's definitely such an inspiration to me. Uh, not only with the level of violence he brought into the ring, but his promo skills as well was just something that was on another level again from anyone else. And uh, so growing, different. Yeah, growing up, obviously, uh, like I said, Sean and Brett... Uh, more near my teen years, it was 100% Chris Jericho being from Manitoba, right? 100%. He's my personal yeah. pick. I will always mention it every time the guy's name comes up. The guy's the greatest of all time, in my opinion. For sure. Definitely up there in conversation. 100%. Let's change it up a little bit because you brought it up earlier and it's something that, you know, I've been binge watching ever since we organized this. Let's talk a little bit about Unhacked because you've been doing it for a couple of years. You actually started doing it. Uh, I don't remember which time it was, but when Kenny Omega came back a couple of years ago, what made you want to start a video blog for PCW? So, again, this dates back to my character, the social media superstar. I just always believed in the power of it and the, the ability to connect with people all around the world and not just focus on the Winnipeg wrestling market. Mm -hmm. uh, I had always been experimenting. You know, I was always doing crazy things. I was making like rap music videos. I was doing training montages just things to try to get people talking and uh i never i kept going for the instant reaction rather than the emotional investment mm -hmm. and just over time from paying attention to what's going on on social media to trying to figure out uh how to tell my stories and that was a real struggle was how do you tell your stories when you've only got 15 minutes in the ring or you know two minutes of mic time in a ring yeah and shows are I, once I, a month every so often somewhere around there it's hard to build a consistent storyline if you're not doing stuff online 100 percent, exactly so i just i just eventually dove in i didn't care if i bought an expensive camera or a microphone i was just gonna go for it mm -hmm. uh, over time i had learned to video edit just through my own you know learning that I developed the skills for it. So I was just going to go for it. I started, it was actually in the fall when Kenny Omega returned recently. They were filming for his documentary that came out, The Omega Man, A, a yep. True Wrestling Love Story. Mm -hmm. And not by not by planning either. I didn't know that this was going to be such a big deal. You know, Kenny's in town two or three times a year. So it, it just happened to be that day. Mm -hmm. But uh, since then, yeah, I've been working at it. Uh, it's every week on Wednesday. And it's been so fun. It's been such a learning experience. It's opened myself up to so many new uh, people in the wrestling world. My social media has absolutely blown up because of it mm -hmm. since then. 
but it, it can be, like I said, it can be behind the scenes. It's very in depth. Uh, it, it's very behind the scenes in the fact that you can literally see me and the wrestler I'm working with planning our match backstage, which is something I don't think anyone's ever shown before on video anyways mm-hmm. that I've seen. And uh, just the just the the effort you see behind the scenes, the effort, you know, setting up the ring or the struggles you have as a wrestler. You know, you're trying to get a story over or a certain aspect of your character or you really want to, you know, try to sell something to the audience coming up. And uh, the struggles of creative and other ideas and other you know plans and, and things change, you know, card subject to change 100 percent in the world of pro wrestling and I, I really cover how to deal with a lot of that. Absolutely, man. And it's a great series. I would highly recommend checking it out on YouTube. I'm sure I'll let you plug everything you can at the end of the show here. But it's very cool. You know, it's uh, with everything you do on the social media end, with Kenny being from PCW, how excited are you for All Elite Wrestling? Uh, pretty excited. This has been a much-needed change just in the whole uh system of wrestling you know the way these guys are providing jobs and security and uh, really allowing wrestlers to be themselves rather than being typecasted and scripted uh the level of athleticism is ridiculous there's just so many reasons to be excited for this and i'm looking very forward to see what these guys do together do you think it's too early to say it's almost the return of the monday night wars um judging by ticket sales there's a demand for this product. Uh, Forbes magazine covered it, the online of all things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They are making a lot of noise, and it's literally like day two of the whole process. And I think very quickly we are going to see things uh, evolve. I'm not sure uh, what the ratings are going to be. I wouldn't even compare ratings as a measurement of success or failure to anyone. 100%. Uh, these- these guys have the attention of the wrestling world at a level that nobody's had since maybe when TNA signed Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just a matter of these guys, now that they have the ball, they've got to run with it and knock it out of the park. Would the end goal for you in pro wrestling be somewhere like an AEW or a WWE or a, I guess a quote-unquote major promotion? Or like PCW is great. Again, I mention every time anyone I talk to from there just sings its praises so, so much would be a PCW guy and I use my air quotes here would that be like the ultimate end goal for you as well uh 100% I would love to get signed I mean who as who as a kid doesn't dream of being WWE champion uh I haven't had a chance to dream about being AEW champion yet but uh, it's on the way that, that <laughs> <laughs> the uh it, it's a pretty interesting place that I think would uh allow me to flourish a lot more than than a much more constricted uh, system could. Uh, that being said, obviously, if an offer were to come my way, you know, I would definitely be reading uh, over my options and looking at what would really benefit me. I would absolutely love to get signed. That being said, PCW has been home to me for over a decade now, uh, everybody's family, and there's just a level of commitment from the wrestlers to deliver such a high-quality show that I don't see anywhere else when I work for other promotions. So, you know, if I just wind up just wrestling for PCW, I think I'd be pretty happy and have a lot of stories to tell for the rest of my life because of it. Absolutely. And one big story you've got to tell coming up here in the near future, you guys have the genius Lanny Poffo coming in. You're working him. How cool is it to wrestle a guy who's genuinely like a a wrestling legend? Uh, 
it's interesting. You know, it's not somebody that was ever on my bucket list, I would say. Yeah. But uh, like you said, he is a bona fide legend and it's very exciting. And the guy is up there in age. I've been doing my homework on him. He's turning 65 this year. Yeah. But the dude's still doing a moonsault off the top rope. Yeah. Like, that's pretty impressive. This guy keeps in very good shape. So I'll be very excited to work with him and learn from him, obviously. I've had the chance to mix it up with a couple of guys over the years. Um, I believe it was like my eighth match or so. It was actually against the Honky Tonk Man. Really? And, very yeah, cool. He, uh, he really taught me a lot in the business. I uh, we, we had an amazing match. And then uh, he came up again for a tour, and we worked each other and worked together. And... Uh, just again, really learning from him, especially after the shows. He really just took an interest to me and showed me a lot of the old school philosophies of wrestling that I still apply to this day. So, you know, it's not my first rodeo, but at the same time, I'm very eager and excited to be able to mix it up with with guys like that who can pass on so much knowledge. Yeah, whether it be like a honky tonk man or a Papa or an Omega, what's the one best piece of advice that somebody's given you that sort of sticks with you to this day? Uh, there's a couple. Um, then what five? Hon- okay well um i'll give two uh honky tonk man at one point we were in a bar and uh everyone was drinking and and it was a fairly uh popular song at the time by toby keith red solo cup yep and everyone everyone pulled out those cups like uh the bar must have whipped them out to everyone too to sing along with but uh he he tugged at me by the shirt because the music was pretty loud and he just says you know all these kids try to work hard and do do some crazy things but look how easy it is to invest people and everybody was singing along to the song and it just really sunk in that you know like you know like all it takes is a character and some catchy things sometimes and it just can really take off for you um the other thing would be uh, from Kenny himself in the locker room. He usually likes to give pep talks and really uh, lend some great advice to the young guys. The biggest piece of advice I got for him was uh, don't worry about the moves. Don't worry about you know trying to show off some cool thing you just learned in training or whatever. Go out there and tell a story for people as if they'd never seen a wrestling show before. Try to invest them emotionally and then uh, – you can take them wherever you want them to because they're going to be there for it. Then they're going to react to it much bigger than, you know, some move that they've never seen before on TV, you know, absolutely. Um, always tell a story because that's what's most important in wrestling. I love it. Now I'm not going to ask you for your best piece of wrestling advice. If people want to get that, they can come and see you at PCW. What I am going to ask you for, you're an avid Pokemon player. You're doing your Pokemon yellow walkthrough right now. Number <laughs> one, what is your, top six like original pokemon party and number two what is the best piece of advice you can give to a new pokemon player oof <laughs> see right me on the spot here. there you go i yeah. threw you for a loop on that one there we go so <laughs> um i've been trying to think of this because as i've been playing the, the pokemon yellow uh, i was trying to think of my original six team and uh charizard would definitely be up there i think he's in everyone's he has to be yeah um snorlax who else would I have at the time? Uh, Mewtwo would be up there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say I probably had Articuno with me. Um, man, you're putting me on the spot. My favorite is Raichu, so I will throw him in there. And hmm, I'm at a loss for words for the sixth one. <laughs> that it always gets it tough probably, when you get to six. It's like putting... 
I'd probably have some some like low level guy that I was trying to evolve or something just to <laughs> level him up with me. Throw him in there with the experience share. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jay, I was gonna say it's been a blast having you on here. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks a ton for being here. People want to subscribe to you. I know they do. Where can they find you online, whether it be to watch you wrestling or to just subscribe to your uh, your great YouTube shows? So I'm I'm the social media superstar, right? So I'm everywhere. I got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and it's all the same handle, so it's super easy to remember. It's I am Jay Walker. That's I-A-M-J Walker. Uh, I've got the YouTube show, Unhacked, going up every Wednesday. I am doing those Pokemon Yellow walkthroughs. I also throw up full matches. I throw up promos. There's constantly new content to keep you engaged and keep you up to date with what's going on with me. Um, as far as uh, social media, especially on Twitter, I am very, very uh, vocal. I will communicate with you no matter what. Just because I'm a wrestler, I don't big league anybody. I'll talk to everyone any time of the day. Uh, I also got a Patreon set up. Uh, to help support all the back end of what I'm doing. Uh, you can check it out there. There's certain brackets, and you get different uh, rewards for supporting me. The biggest one I just added was Code Breakers. Uh, it's a $10 bracket, but you get to request matches that I review just for Patreon supporters. I've also got a podcast. You can tell I'm a very busy man called Source Code, which goes up every single day. Most episodes are about 5 to 10 minutes. I talk about wrestling. I talk about Pokemon. I talk about mental health talk about motivation, inspiration, and all sorts of different things. I am very, very busy just trying to make as much noise as possible and connect with as many people as possible because I enjoy talking with wrestling fans more than anyone else in the entire wrestling business because you guys love it just as much as I do. I love it, man. And if people want to watch you wrestle, you are taking on Lanny Poffo. Give us the details of that next show for PCW. That's actually for a different promotion. It's for CWE. Ooh, It'll be in Northern Manitoba. You can go... No worries. You can go check out cwecanada.com, I believe, for details. Sorry if I didn't remember the website right. Very easy to Google, though, or I'm sharing it on my social media. Uh, that content's going to be up. You're going to be seeing me wrestling Lanny Poffo on YouTube. You're going to see some behind-the-scenes stuff of how we put that together and, and how I feel about things. So, And I might even do a promo there on The Genius, so we'll see how everything goes. But you can, you can follow it even if you're in Alberta, if you're in the States, if you're all the way over in Australia, wherever you can. It's very easy to follow along my wrestling journey. 100% Jay Walker is accessible. Jay Walker is a fantastic interview, and I personally now can thankfully say that I know from experience. Jay, thanks for joining me on the show, man. It's so thoroughly appreciated. Hopefully, I can't wait to have you back on again sometime soon. Definitely, man. This is a lot of fun talking to you, and hopefully we'll do it again sometime. I appreciate it, man. When we come back here on this week's edition of Conversations with Love, stick around. We're going to wrap up after the break from our friends here at Power Slam TV on the Wind Column Sports Network.